Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, family. Today we're going to get right into it. We're going to talk about um, the issues that it seems as though it plagues our community. Uh, Once someone graduates from their previous situation and try to go back and give back, it seems like um, we're plagued with with hate of some sort. Um, It seems as though um, people may feel as though just because you made it doesn't mean that you can go back to help other people out. Um, and it and it disturbs me because oftentimes when someone make it from a certain situation, they want to or feel they're obligated to go back to help someone else out or to help better the community or other people's situation. Um, we have some people already on the line. Let's get right into it. Hello. Hello. Hey, good evening. Hello. So here we are. We're we're right into it. We're talking about um, why it seems as though you can't go back to help someone out without offending um, your previous affiliations or situations. Okay, so so when you when you um, when you move and you leave, you know your hometown or the place you grew up, and you know you you make it, you know to to a place of um, to where you could afford financially to put back into your community. Uh, or to pour back into the community that poured in you, so to speak, you know, and you become a staple in that community, you go back and, and um, you know, uh, I, like I, I guess a, a specific example would be, you know, the situation that ha- happened with most recently with the rap, with the rapper Nipsey Hussle um, made it and, you know, went back and, and poured into his community and, and, you know, was building his community, helping people become employed and doing different things like that and, and then was shot by one of his own in the community. Right, and that's and that's what I'm saying. So to me, is it are you upset that I made it out? And able to come back and you was afforded the same, but you, you, you didn't take advantage of it, or you couldn't take advantage of it. Like, why, why are you hating the fact that, or jealous, or maybe even envious of the fact that I was able to, or am able to come back, to contribute to the rebuilding of the community that raised me. It depends, you know, you, you know, and that obviously like I, I don't know the details of that situation, just using that as an example, but when you, when you go and you make it, do you go back and you take care of everyone or do you pick and choose? You see what I'm saying? So if you go back and you take care of just your family, then people kind of understand that and people don't hate on that. But if you go back and, and you, 
you know, in this one community, you have 10 different streets and you take care of eight streets and, and the other two streets you don't take care of because they hated on you when you were a kid or you whatever, um, you know, those the ones that's getting angry and say, you know, and saying, look, you know, you don't get to come back and do for one if you ain't going to do for us all, you know, so when you make it, who do you who do you go back to take care of? You know, who do you go back to support? Who do you go back to build? If you say you're building and doing for everyone, you know, where you grew up, are you really or are you being selective with who you help? That's a great question. So we're going to leave that for my brother Ray to to address and answer, and then I'll chime in on it. Hi, how are everybody doing? Um, listening in, and I agree. I think you have to be selective in a way. I think people do understand that you will more than likely take care of family, but at the end of the day, I think you still have to be selective because you can't help people who are not trying to help themselves, and you should not give a handout to people who are not trying to help themselves. If we came from the same community, we both had the same opportunities. It all comes down to choices. You made your choices. I made my choices. Because my choices have led me somewhere to make me successful. Yours have not. You should not look to me to be the one to help bring you up when you haven't done it yourself. And I think you have to be selective in the way of how you help people because you don't want to have them be dependent on you. You made it, but they're looking for you to everything to help them out. Then you start a trend where all they're looking to you is for help, and they're still not wanting to help themselves. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to help people, yeah, definitely. And I think you cannot enable the people. If they need help or want help, I think that's what Nipsey was trying to do. From what I understand, he was trying to help people who are trying to survive, trying to make a better life for themselves, help them make their life better and easier, and sometimes you have people who just want that handout and they get jealous because you're not wanting to give them the handout because they know you got it, but they don't want to do nothing for their own self. So essentially it sounds like it would be a better situation or like he, 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 he put himself in a position versus pouring money and two, he put himself in position to hire, you know, so to speak, like uh, I'm, I'm going to teach you how to fish instead of giving you a fish. That's it. Why? That's why the it. hate? Like why? 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 Just like you said, like if we both was afforded the same opportunities, we both came from impoverished um, communities. I ain't got nothing. You ain't have. I didn't have nothing. You didn't have nothing. So why hate that I was able to, you know, dodge certain obstacles and you? You know, I went through the rain, and you was trying to dodge the rain, and you missed out on blessings, and here we are. You upset? Jealousy, <clears throat> jealousy. You know, it's it's the um. I'm, I don't know if it exists just in you know our culture or amongst our um, community, so to speak, but it's jealousy. You know, um, so jealousy, jealousy is with everybody. I mean, but we're talking about this right here because this took place in our community. It's like same thing with 
with with R. Kelly here. I'm, I'm kind of reaching, but but bear with me. The moment you try to do something for your own, for yourself, people tend not to like that. Everybody wants you to want to build and to generate revenue off of you. So this guy, he, you know, he was controlling his own destiny, essentially. He was his own man. Uh, he came up through the mixtape circuit. He started out game banging, and he moved away from that. He graduated from the mixtape to mainstream, and he decided, you know, uh, to change his life and change his focus. So with all that, once again, decisions, choices, like, like Brother Ray said, and he decided to pour back in. It was it was rumored that he was going to make a documentary about this doctor who had a cure for AIDS. Uh, everybody knows that in the in the medical field, there is no money in curing. The money is in treatment. So that could have been the reason why this doctor was murdered, as well as Nipsey Hussle. Same way they done with they did with R. Kelly, the same way they did with Bill Cosby, and so on and so forth. You follow me? No, they who? So they they being just just the powers that be. We don't know who's the they, but it's someone who didn't like the direction they were going. Anytime somebody can control the masses, we got to get rid of them because that goes against the narrative that we're trying to to teach. So Nipsey Hussle has went out here. He's made mainstream money. He's taken it back to a poverty community. He's buying up properties. He's also doing bigger deals. He's meeting with the chief of police to kind of uh, get the police and the streets on one accord, if you will, to better that situation. And here he is getting knocked off a day before the a day before the meet. It's too I don't believe in coincidence, but it's too too much going on for it to just be this simple. We've seen it before. The first purge. No, no, possibly, but no. (laughs) Well, I mean, you're saying they, you know, you call it for what it is. You know, the first purge, they, they, the powers that be, they don't want to see positive. They don't want to see positive change. They don't want to see us. Lifting each other up and bringing each other um, to a position, or helping build each other to a position where we all are successful um, to some degree, whatever success means to you. So, is is the first purge? You know, when you think about that movie, you think about how um, it was a test run, and what they wanted to do was see if we would kill each other. And um, once that wasn't happening at the rate in which they agreed or at all, they 
Um, they sent in the military. They sent in the trained um, soldiers or militia, so to speak, and they started doing the job. They started getting the job done. So is that what you think this is? If you, you, The powers that be, let's call it for what it is. It's supposed to be real. Let's be I think real. That, I mean, that could be. And that makes perfectly good sense. It sounds like it's, it's going along the, the same lines. You know, it's it's one of those things where, um, like you said, we're not killing each other all fast enough. Uh, only, only the negative people are those that's surviving. All the good people are being killed off. All the people who are being positive role models to positive people are being killed off. You know what I mean? Well, you know, examples examples could be Martin Luther King. Examples could be Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey. Uh, hell, let's go with Tupac and Biggie. I mean, the the list goes on. Yeah, I definitely agree. Because um, you think about it, anytime that you have an influential black person that is making change for good and the betterment of our people, there's always something that happens. And if, and if, as you call the day, the day that try to protect the status quo, because they know that if good and positive things happen and we start to better ourselves and get into a certain state, they will actually lose out. They lose control. They lose money. And, you may not think about coincidence, but it just so happened that this happened. And then the person who did the killing of Missy, the type of attorney he got. It like things just, certain things just brought red flags. And when things don't match up, there's something else more in play that we just don't know. And for that situation, it made it seem like there's something else higher than what we know that may have caused that to actually happen. Mm-hmm. But it goes back to our community because they could probably get somebody to turn in our community to do such a thing, to do their bidding for them when they their hands are white clean. Because I think a lot of times in our community, we do have that crime mentality. When someone does good, they move out, they're successful, we are jealous and hate that because as old Addis say, misery loves company. If I'm doing bad, you need to be doing bad too. We don't like to see our people be successful and get uplifted, and we still in our space. But we made choices to be here when we could have been there. So why hate because someone actually got there? That's a very good question. That's a very good question. When, once again, it's it's too it's too many. Um, variables. It's, it's too too many things that just doesn't make sense. It's just too many. You know how you live in. You know you're in the hood, but you afford the attorney that you afforded, and he's doing this. You know pro bono because it's a high profile case, quote unquote. That's that's just insane. I mean, this is a yeah. former prosecutor. Mm-hmm. And if you're not sure who he is, he was the one that tried to prosecute 
OJ. That's insane. So are they targeting specific communities? I mean, so when I think about, in my mind, you know, I think about Biggie and, you know, and then I think about New York and California, but then there are other um, positive musicians or, you know, positive uh, famous people or celebrities that are making change. Um, so, so how how is the selection process? You know, what do you think, what kind of thought process goes behind who who they take out next? I think, so to speak. I think it's one, one of the things where, you know, the biggest, you look at see who the greatest influence, influences are and the move that they're trying to make. Bill Cosby, for, for instance. It's okay as long as you're making a show on our network, but you're trying to, you know, have your own network and it's going to be ran, you know, the same way the other shows were and, you know, history repeats itself, i.e. the Cosby show and a different world and so on and so forth. That's not what what is going to make us money because you're not promoting, you know, violence and, and, and guns and, and disrespecting women and all that kind of stuff. You're showing that you're promoting families, you're promoting education, you're promoting uh, respect, mannerisms, all that kind of stuff. That's not the picture that they wanted painted in the, in the black community or of the black community, excuse me. That's not it. So we get rid of Bill. This, I mean, from some some crap that happened decades ago. That doesn't make sense. Mhm. It doesn't. It sounds like let's say, well, how big is your influence? Is your influence just an influence that's going to change your community, or is your influence something that can be on a national scale? I think bills would have been on a national scale that change communities that would change how people think, how communities act. I think when Nixon mm-hmm. was doing his investment, who would have known if he actually got the apartments built on strip malls, what that would have caused and how it could have just ran wild and other people, black people with money, would have started doing this. It would have changed the whole landscape. So I think mm-hmm. Brother Quick is right. How big is your influence in what you're trying to do or trying to change? How much, how much impact would it really have? Marcus Garvey was okay. another one. Once you start mm-hmm. influencing and and changing for the positive, standing up for yourself against uh, the negativity, against the the powers that be, if you will. And I'm just naming off the ones that I know. I'm sure there's um, other contributors to to this, uh, but I'm just naming off the ones that I know. So bear with me, but. Here we go again, trying to change the narrative, trying to show positive, trying to to respect and demand respect. That is not what we're used to. You know, we're used to every other song, you know, a woman has to be a bitch or a whore, you know, and N-word this and N-word that. That's not 
what these people uh, were, the direction they were going. It wasn't. I mean, hell, just investing your money. So imagine if all of all the hustlers and drug dealers that we knew from the days of the old took their money and actually invested in the community, invested in, you know, in change and in employing, you know, the ex-sellings or the ex-cons. That that would have been major. Yeah. But that's not what they want. That's not what they want us to see. We go buy out projects like they did the Carter on New Jack City and turn that into a, a drug mall. That's what they want us to do. That's what they want us to remember. So let's flip the script just a little bit here and, and think about it and talk about it from another perspective. You know, why why is it that, okay, so let's say what we're talking about, the people, the powers that be, they do set things in motion and they, you know, they have their guy contact their guy and so forth and so on. And then the, the trigger man that gets the word, why do you think or why is it that we are so inclined to, to even entertain something like that? You know, you want me to take out my brother because he's too positive for you? And we and we and we take that bait. We take the fall and and don't get, commit the crime or and, and and get caught because I I believe that you know if just maybe whoever someone else could have done the job and not not have gotten caught if it wasn't you know if it wasn't connected to the powers that be or something of a higher someone in a higher power. You see what I'm well, saying? I, I do, but just like you mentioned, you made reference to the first purge. Remember, they, they, the carrot that they hung over the people here was, was money. We in an impoverished area, and you like money, you like resources. So they bait you with the, the resources. With money. If you have it eaten and somebody said, hey, you take them out and I'll give you a buffet, nine times out of ten, you want that buffet, so you go go ahead and take them out. You're not thinking about the consequences. You're not thinking about this. You're just thinking about right now. And oftentimes, just, you know, that mentality, well, I won't get caught. I'm, you know, I'm that good or everybody, don't nobody like him in the hood, so, you know, ain't nobody going to tell on me or they know what happened to them too. You follow me? But you got to know when, I mean, I don't know, somebody come to you with something like that, and there will always be a fall guy when it comes to the powers that be or or what have you. There will always be a fall guy because they have to have it stopped right there. You're absolutely right. It can't go any further. You're absolutely right. He might not even make it a They lock you up. Either they catch you and they, they, they lock you up. And you, you know, you make it to trial, but then once you go to the big house, somebody else take you out there, and then you, your story ends with you, or you don't even they they don't catch you because you end up gone missing, and nobody ever hear about your story. 
nobody ever here that you're missing or what have you. So, um, I mean, it just seems to me like you you got to know you're going to be the fall guy. My stomach talking to me, so I don't know if it's am I hearing logic or of me being the fall guy or am I hearing this double Big Mac or whatever with cheese. I think I'm listening to this double Big Mac with cheese, so I'm going to go ahead and hit right. take this guy out because I'm about to eat right now. Not thinking about long term. I'm not thinking about what I'm going to eat tomorrow or if I'm going to be able to eat tomorrow. All I'm thinking about is me and being able to do it right now. Yep. Yep. I agree. And and the thing about it is, as he was saying, they make it convincing. You're in a position in a state where you're in need, but they tell you everything you want to hear and make you feel jealousy towards the person. Look at them. They used to be your friend. They got all this, but they ain't even thinking about you. They won't even answer your calls. They didn't want you around them. And they're supposed to be your friend. But if you do this for us, we can help you out. We'll give you the best lawyer. We'll get you off. They tell you what you want to hear in order to get the job done. Not thinking that they don't think and realize they're going to be the fall guy. Because at the end of the day, you do something like this, the the powers that be, they already know the community going to take you out, so we ain't got to worry about it. They're going to take care of our job and wipe the whole slate clean. Yeah. But they make it sound very convincing to make you do the job. Then after that, Okay, we thought we'd get you an attorney for you. Hey, we got you one of the best, pro bono. We got you covered. But like you said, you might not even make it to trial. And they didn't cover all this stuff. They done did everything, and they ain't got nothing to worry about. And they done, or as you say, done really not two things out with one stone. Yeah. So I guess the biggest issue for me is shit. Okay, let's let's let me pause right there before I ask this question. When you when you go back know. home and you talk to these to these old old friends and all they could talk about is the memories and talk about the past, I don't really consider them friends. I don't really consider them worth worth saving because you don't know me. You knew me. You knew the old me, but you don't know who I am now. You don't know who the man I'm becoming. So we really don't have anything in common except our past experiences. So with that being said, should you go back to to the old town and and try to do something? Or should you build where you are and make preparations for your future? That's my question. I think, you know, I watched this show called All American and, and it's um um it's actually a really good show but the, the kid is from I wanna say he's from Compton but um some part of California like that. But and he talks about having the weight of his community on him as a young black man. And so he feels the need to make it so that he can go back. And so that he can pour into his community and make sure that people there have a fighting chance to make it. Um, and so when I when I see shows like that, it kind of makes me understand 
the position of someone like Nipsey who actually did make it and then they want to go back and kind of pour into the community that, you know, because there are people who, you know, like on this show, they, they have gangs and different things like that, but there are people who kind of keep you safe and they, there are people who build you up and they protect you and they kind of take you in to make sure that, that you don't get caught up in the streets. Although I think that Nipsey did um, gangbang in his earlier years. Um, but even still, I kind of understand the need or the want to go back and do that. However, I, um, I mean, I would say, you know, you, you make it, you know, it's life is like a pyramid and the higher up you go, the the smaller your you know your team gets you can't take everybody with you to the top i mean yeah you can pull back into your community and do different things like that but um you know your physical presence in a community it's at this point it's too risky um i came came across a quote today that says remember you can't reach for what's in front of you until you let go what's behind you. So I believe if you make it out, you stay out. You don't go back. Now, I know it's biblical, and it talks about, um, I think this is about sin. I pastor's on the line. He can help me out with this one. Uh, it talks about how once you give give your life to God and you you go back or you backslide, it's like seven plus seven or seven times seven, in order to to get back, uh, Pastor, you with me? I'm here. I'm listening. Okay, so somewhere, uh, somewhere in the Bible, it, it makes mention of, I guess, um, trying to get back after you backslide, and it talks about the length of time that it takes like seven plus seven and or seven times seven of the years. You you know, you know that scripture? I know the scripture about seven times 70 is talking about how many times you're to forgive someone. Uh, and I think I know the scripture that you're talking about as far as, uh, being in, in a, in a backslidden condition because, uh, it, it, it makes it harder on you and worse on you. But now you still can come back home. You can still, you know, I don't know what the topic is for tonight. I heard uh, something about Nipsey Hussle uh, and everything. So maybe you enlighten me a little bit. Uh, I'll get the rest of it because I don't want to misquote the Bible and I don't want to misrepresent you guys. Appreciate it. So when it comes, it's, 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 for me, it takes that much longer to get yourself together. Me personally, I always say that I've escaped the lion's den, so I'm not going to go back because it's going to be harder to to get back out. You follow oh, me? Like, okay, it's kind of like you're, you. you're, you're gambling, you're playing. So for me to go back right. and to want to rebuild the community or rebuild the hood after I've made it out, the hood may not let me go this time. Right. You know what I mean? So they may kill me off. So I think that it's better for you to maybe pour, if you pour back in the community versus going 
back into the community. There's a difference between now, pouring water and carrying water. Absolutely. Well, I, biblically speaking, I, I, I'll give you this much, and I'm going to continue to listen to make sure I understand everything. But biblically speaking, the Bible says, first of all, don't be unequally yoked. So in other words, you know, uh, people that have, he didn't say don't love them. He didn't say don't pray for them. He didn't say don't help them. But you got to be careful who you stay connected to. you got to always, in my opinion, hang around people. <laughs> hang around people. Like we lost you. We lost you. We lost you. Okay, now I, I was saying that I was giving you some biblical quotes. Is this a little better? That's much better. Okay, I was giving you a biblical quote. Um, the Bible says that we shouldn't be unequally yoked. Okay, uh, and what it's talking about. Uh, and it said with unbelievers, and what it's talking about is if um, you know it didn't say you shouldn't help people, it didn't say you shouldn't love them, it didn't say you shouldn't uh, you know uh, pray for them. It said, but don't be connected to them, you know, because they got a tendency of pulling you in a direction you don't need to go in. So you can help a community without being in the community, you know. Now, uh, if that's the assignment God gave you, that's fine. There's a second scripture that says uh, that a dog, this is scripture, should not return to his vomit. In other words, what it's saying is if it was bad enough to make you sick the first time, it, it, it may kill you the next time. You know, you got to stay um, um, away from that. But this is the one I love more than anything. The Bible said that before Jesus was crucified, and we're getting ready to go through the resurrection season, the Easter season, or whatever. They said when just before Jesus was crucified, he got ready to go into a garden just to pray. And he did not take all of his disciples with him. He told them, y'all stay right here. And he took two or three with him a little farther. And then he told them, y'all stay here. And he went up by himself, you know, to, to handle that. And that lets you know you cannot take everybody with you. You're not supposed to. Everybody can't handle, you know, uh, your nakedness. They can't handle you being real. They can't handle your pain. And sometimes they can't handle your success. They just simply cannot uh, handle it. And so you got to go and you got to uh, deal with that um, on your own. So um, I understand about what you're saying, and that's why I said there's a difference in, you know, uh, sending water and carrying water. You know, as long as they got water, that's what they need. That's what they need, you know. So uh, you don't physically have to always be right there. Now, if God tell you otherwise, hey, jump on it. But I promise you, you got to be careful because you got some very envious people and some very hateful people. And God knows I, my prayers go out to that brother's family and, and to everybody involved. Uh, that's just a tragedy. I hate to see that it happens. Uh, or whatever, and with all of us going back, trying to be a blessing, uh, it may not lead, you know, get to that extent, but we could pay a deal price for trying to 
uh, raise up people that don't want to be raised. Ray. You got you getting quiet on me. Ray, what you got for me? Hello? Ray? Can you, can you hear me? I hear you now. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. All right. Uh, I agree with everything Pastor was saying. Um, everybody's not going to be able to handle your success, so everybody can't go where you're going. And you have to be smart about who is going with you. And sometimes the ones that's closest to you is the ones that normally are the ones going to hate on you rather than some other people that will hate on you. Sometimes it's going to be the ones that's close to you. Um, this is why you always try to surround yourself with people who are like-minded and who have the same focus and goal in their lives, and you connect and attach with them. So that they can push you to be successful, you push them to be successful because sometimes there are people that are close to you who see your success and they can get jealous of it because they, they are right beside you. And sometimes they may want to be you and will sometimes be the quickest one to probably stab you in the back at the end of the day. It could happen in your time. Right now, it's my time. So shouldn't you be the friend that you claim you are and support me versus should hate be. on me? I mean, should be. But like you said, it's the mindset, is this one of my old friends from the past who is hanging on to me because he knew me in the past? Or is this one of my friends who know me now and the man I am now and what I'm trying to do now for my future and my present? Great point. Great point. So my my ultimate question is, one, how do we remedy this? Two, I guess, I guess this will answer one, because if it's a hate situation, it, it ain't no remedy because you're programmed this way by, you know, whatever. But I don't, I don't know. It's like biting the hand that feeds you. Now that I, I was bringing you water, um, now nobody's bringing water, and so you just as thirsty now as you were before I made it. And now that I made it, you know, you had a little water, but now you've just cut off the supply. So I guess there is really no remedy. It's just a vicious cycle. Am I understanding that, or am I missing something? It's unfortunate. Um, it doesn't appear there's an end to the vicious cycle, but it almost goes to the point where that y'all are saying you want to help and get back to your community. Sometimes that does not require you to physically actively have to be there. There are ways and other things you can do to still make an impact with your community and for your community it just may not cause or require you to be there physically all the time to make that change happen. Okay. I can dig that. 
I think as as with anything, you, you got to know when your time's up. So, you know, you got to know what season you're in as far as to be able to understand what you can go back and do for your community or what you can do for your community in general. Um, like Pastor said, and like we said earlier, you know, it's, it's, it's like a pyramid. You know, the closer you get to the top, the less people, um, or, you know, who's going to be around you, you're not going to be able to take everybody to the top. So you kind of have to have that mentality, and you have to be willing to walk that walk by yourself when that time comes. So the, I guess the closer you are to the bottom, and if you're still in touch with that community and you still have ties in that community, and, um, you know, if you still live there, that's one thing. Um, but when you when you move away and you've made it, and then you go back. Some people may mistake your kindness for gloating. You know, you want to throw your ass back up in our face as if, you know, we can't make it. You know what I'm saying? And so you kind of have to be careful of people like that because I think that's where the jealousy, that's where it kind of spins off. You know, you don't get to come back here driving your fancy car and wearing your fancy jewelry, you know, like, I, I rob you, you know, because that's what I do. You know, like, I don't care how big you get. You come around here with that chain, I'm taking it. You know what I'm saying? People still have that mentality. So you have to know when it's time to, like Pastor say, drop them off. At, you know, at what point you drop them off. And if, if you still feel the need to pour back into your community, um, you got to do it in such a way that they could accept it, even if, you know, you have, like, a front man or, or whatever that may be. But, you know, if you feel, and that's if you feel the need to have to go back and help. Again, you know, I come, from, I come from a small town, and no, I'm not going to say I made it, but, I mean, I, I do okay, you know, it, but it's not for me to go back and help somebody pay their light bill, go back and, 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 and take my my old neighborhood groceries or anything like that. But you know what I'm saying? It you gotta live for you and, and your family that you have right now and you have to be smart about that. I think this this situation with Nipsey is very unfortunate. Um you know but um, again, he 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 should have, you know, at that point, at that level that he was at, I think he couldn't have went wrong with having more security at all. Comfortable in his hood or not, you know, have people that, that are willing to, to protect you to some degree. And for me, it's, 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 it's kind of like, okay, you've got to understand your season, you know. Uh, I was talking to my kids. My kids are in, um, let's just say, uh, the, the the spring portion of their life. You know, they're 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 in the springtime. You know, a couple of them in the summertime, summer season, if you will. I'm in the fall part of my life. You know, but then my mom's in the winter season. And you got to understand, you know, 
The Bible says when I was a child, I thought as a child. You know, so if you've graduated, if you've been promoted, you have you don't have that uh, you know, you don't need to go back and and, and, and and do what you were doing. You know what? Now is the time where if some if somebody else is still in that place that you can pour into. Uh let's just say uh a tragedy happens in uh, Louisiana, okay, where I'm from, okay, do I have the means to get there? I may struggle a little bit. I could get there and I can help, but I can do a greater work by taking my money, giving it to uh, uh, the right organization and letting them go and handle that situation. So it's not for me to go and handle everything. And I think part of the problem, at least for me, is I have to ask myself, you know, am I prepared for success? Can I handle success? Because success requires separation. You can't be successful. You know, um, my church right now uh, is in the midst of, of, of uh, you know, making a decision on building something that's going to really help the community. And I keep telling them over and over, listen, I got this. I know you want to build this. I see the need for it. But here's the thing. you got to understand when you build it, you're going to raise up some haters. Number one, and then number two, when you build it, you're going to have a, you're going to have a greater responsibility. And then number three, and this was my main point, was if we haven't taken care of the roaches in this building, then all we're going to do is take the roaches over to the new place. And, and that's the way it is sometimes, guys. We got to be prepared. Success is a blessing, and you just can't take everybody with you. You got to be prepared to succeed. You got to be prepared to. Tell some people no. You got to be prepared to, you know, set up things the right way. You got to be prepared, you know, to be a leader. And the best way, to me, the best leaders uh, come from the folk that were the best followers. And if you've learned how to follow, then you know, okay, now I'm ready to lead. So let me put my hands on somebody that can handle this where I don't have to be hands on with it. So we got to ask ourselves, you know, are we prepared for success? Can we handle Success, you know, if, if God gave uh, most of us, uh, you know, I often tell my church, if God came in here right now and said, I tell you what, um, tell me within 10% exactly what you owe, and I'll pay it all for you. Most of us couldn't do it. We're not prepared for that. Uh, when someone wins the lottery, rarely, if it's a huge amount, rarely do you see them claim it right away. They claim it within, you know, just before it, you know, expires or whatever, because they're putting their team in place. They're saying, you know what, let me get, uh, you know, the right lawyer, let me get the right accountant, let me get, you know, let me get the understanding of everything. And the Bible calls it counting up the cost. And so if you're going to be blessed, if you want the great things in life, if you want the life that, you know, most of us want to live and you want to make a difference, you got to have a plan. And the plan doesn't always require you to put your hands on it. It doesn't always require that. So uh, if you got your hands on that, there's greater things that you could be doing. And Monica was just saying something about you wear that chain back to the hood if you want to, somebody's going to steal it. Well, listen, I believe you need to dress for either where you are or where you're going. And so if you are in millionaire status and you're dressing, if you are dressing as a millionaire, and then you go around folk that don't have anything, if I – if, if if I'm eating a good sandwich every day and I get around hungry people, probably going to lose my sandwich, you know. 
And God knows I'm not saying that Nipsey did that because, personally speaking, I admire what he was doing. I admire him, you know, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, it, it I guess it cost him his life. I don't know, but I admire anybody that will help folks. But you got to have the right kind of help, and you got to give the right type of help. So, again, if this boils down, I think, to just making sure that we're ready for success. I mean, oh, I'm ready for a husband, but you don't want to cook breakfast. I'm ready for my own business, but you don't go to work now. I'm ready for a new car, and you won't even <laughs> keep the oil changing the one you got. I'm, you know, you understand what I'm saying? We, we're ready for all these things, but the question is, are we prepared for it? Because there's a big difference in being ready and being prepared. Thank you. Thank you, because you're absolutely right. I believe that when I when I go to the hood, I don't have I don't dress like I'm still in the hood. I'm dressing the way I dress every day. The hood dresses the way they dress every day. So what that did is put a put put the crosshairs on my back and put a target on me. You don't look like us. Although you you have ties to us, you was here, but you don't look like us. You was here. You're no longer here with us. So as you move along and moved on, all we have are those memories. And half of us smoke so much that we don't even remember. So you just, you're a victim. And that's what I think happened with, with him. Although his intentions were good or are good, the hate that everybody saw because of his success, and he could have been the most humble from everybody I've spoken to who have had any interactions with this guy. He was humble, down to earth, like no big chain, no big jewelry, you know, because that's not important to me. Helping people is more important than than the flash that you like. Right. And that blew I, my mind. I have a question. I have a question, and, and it's going to twist this a little bit, but I just have a question before I forget this thing, so cute. Please excuse me for cutting you off, but I just have a question for, for Monica, for instance. Okay, she's a happily married woman, and if, she, if she's not happily married, she's going to lie and say she is tonight, all right, just for the sake of my question, and so else I won't get upset. I'm just joking. But I have a question. You know, now that she's married and she's happily married, uh, Monica, are you going to go back and hang around all the single girls that go to the clubs and, you know, uh, chase the guys down and go on the singles cruises and look on singleblackpimpermeet.com and all that. Are you going to, now that you're happily married and things are going, you know, well for you uh, and all of that, are you going to go back and 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 how, how do you handle uh, the single ladies in your life now? Do you advise them or do you take advice from them? Do you hang with them? I would like to know about that because Nipsey was going back giving his community you know, God bless him, man. Uh, and now that you're married, what 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 has happened to all your old single folk friends? <laughs> you know, what's funny is we were actually talking about that tonight, and um, you know, I I am. First of all, I'm a weird kind of friend. Let me just put that out there. I don't. Um, why I am very loyal to those who 
are my friends, but I don't keep in contact with my friends um, on a daily basis, probably not even a weekly basis. But as for the ones that I have that are specifically single, uh, no, I don't hang out with them. I don't, um, I mean, even, you know, right now we my brother is having a, a celebration in June and I'm going back home to where I was raised and um, it's kind of a, 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 a situation where I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I get to see, you know, my aunt and my uncles and I get to see family, but then I'm not really looking forward to it because some of the people that he's still connected to um, are some of my friends that are single and they still do what, you know, we did growing up as kids and they still like to sit and talk about, do you remember when? And, and quite honestly, like I was telling my husband, I said, you know, I don't want to sit there and have those kind of conversations. You know, I, I'm not there. I don't, I don't fit in with them anymore. And, you know, so he said, you bougie. Well, you, Call it what you want to call it, but quite honestly, Pastor, um, no, I don't. We don't live the same kind of life. I have I have a husband and you know three kids. Two of them are, are, are toddlers, and that's what my life is, and that's not what their life is about. Now, not saying that I'm better than them. I can have conversations with them about you know, stuff that I like to talk about, TV shows, you know, kids, husband, and different things like that, and that's not what they're interested in, then the unfortunate part is that they're no longer a friend, but, you know, an associate or someone I once knew, because at that point, I wouldn't know them anymore either. Does that make sense? It makes sense for me. I don't know about anyone else, but I just wanted to know that. I wonder um, if we realize that what happened with Nipsey happens with us all the time. You know, we, yeah. you know, try to try to hold on to um, uh, yes memories. Sometimes we we want to we want to we want to um, impress the people we walked away from. I mean, I'm I'm not successful until you know. Until you see that I'm successful or whatever, and uh, that's why I just don't believe everybody's ready for success. You know, I think that a lot of us want it, but we're not willing to do what it requires to 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 maintain it. And uh, and God knows that all of us are the same in the eyesight of God. I I do uh, understand that, but at some point, man, you gotta. I don't know. I think when you know better, you gotta learn how to do better. And uh, and that is no knock on anybody because um, I got a lot of brothers that are that are that are flat out balling. You know, I want to call it that, but all they did was take advantage of the opportunities that life presented. They worked hard, they earned where they are, and they um, are doing the right thing. And you know, from time to time, if I I check in with them, that's great. But if I don't check up. Uh, with the, I'm not hating on them. I'm I'm actually very happy for them, and for me personally, uh, they're now a resource. So if I call them, and I wouldn't do it, you know, once a week. I wouldn't do it once a 
you know, a decade probably. But when I do need them, I'll call and say, look, we're we're trying to get this thing, jump off in the community here. And, uh, you know, you told me to give you a holler if I saw something worthwhile. And I'm screaming at you, brother, you know, uh, want to know if you want to get involved. And so what he does, instead of coming back and doing it himself, he'll send the resources to me because he says he can trust me. And I wouldn't dare, um, uh, you know, uh, misuse his trust. Now, he does want to see, and this is the business side of it, and I do it for friends, he does want to see the results. He wants to see that, okay, it was used for the purpose it was given. He wants to see not so much pictures, not all the receipts, but there is some accountability. You know, if I call and say, Q, I'm putting up a building and I need a hundred grand, man, and you say, well, I got the means to do it. You know, you you got the right uh, documentation. You pour that into me, and then you come here, and there's no building. All I've got is an outhouse. You know, <laughs> something's wrong with that. So you know, it, it works both ways. Y'all. It's about accountability. It's about understanding where you are. It's also about, I think, knowing who you are because just because I'm successful doesn't mean that I'm better than you. And, listen, I can go back to the same hamburger joint and eat and and enjoy that fat burger just like I used to, but at the same time, you know, it was just uh, an event. It's not going to become a lifestyle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, there's one brother on the phone. Shay, he's, he's, he's a great guy, very smart, and I know he has some input because he, he's always inputting something. Shay, what's your thoughts <laughs> on this, brother? So, you know, one thing, and um, it's funny that, uh, you know, you guys are talking about Nipsey because, um, you know, and quick, you know, I've been, you know, really thinking about this brother from since everything happened. And and you guys, correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, did you, did you guys really listen to his music? Because, you know, I followed his music for a long time. And um, one thing that jumps out at me, Pastor, is something, you know, you probably preach from time to time and something quick and I have, were raised by our grandmothers on is that, you know, two, two, two things I want to point out. One, you can't live in both worlds, which he was still kind of teetering doing by continuing to go back to those areas. And I'm just going to speak a little street where he used to do dirt. And then two, you know, um, he kind of reminds me of Malcolm just slightly, not as far as the intellectual, but, you know, Malcolm X wasn't always a good guy. You know, Malcolm did a lot of dirt and probably hurt a lot of people. Same thing with Nipsey Hussle. And um, event, especially if you listen to his music, you know, when you listen to the metaphors and, and before he woke up, let's just say. And, you know, eventually, no matter how much good you've given, that bad that you've done is going to come back to you in one shape or another. Well, that's true. That's true. Those demons will continue to haunt you. And, Pastor, you, you know, uh, the devil will never let you forget. But once you repent and, and all that good stuff, God says, you know, it's thrown in the sea of forgetfulness, I believe. Pastor? Hello? I'm here. Pastor got disconnected. But either way it goes, 
I know that somewhere in the Bible it says this. So if you continue to to dwell with those devils, you're going to be constantly reminded of the dirt that you used to do. They will never let you or see you for the good that you're doing. And that's the part that really bothers me because regardless of how much good he's trying to do, those same guys are going to be there to remind him, hey, bro, you ain't better than me. You was a crypt too. You ain't better than me. You sold dope too. You ain't better than me. Dot, dot, dot. And that's where, you know, the the confusion come in because I'm here to help you regardless of what I used to do. That's not me no more. I've moved on from that, and I'm here to help you, and you're still going to cast me out or, or, or curse me, if you will. Well, that's just like Pastor said, you know, is, you know, he, he, he just, he just touched on that when, just when I uh, uh, phoned in and was like, well, you know, he know guys that came from that and when he needs help, they might not necessarily come themselves, but they send the right resources. And Nipsey was at that point, you know, quick, you and I talked about this. Snoop don't go back to the hood no more. He might go yeah. for a football game here or there, but Snoop not, you know, I'm sure he has investments in his community, That, but you're not going to see him at the, on the block because he knows and he is aware that, the, just like you just said, those demons and those, those people don't want to see you grow, aren't going to let you grow, and they're going to come back for you. And it's not about being a sellout or being a punk. It's about being smart. And I'm not saying that brother wasn't smart. It's just unfortunate. We just know that eventually once we get to a certain status, there's just certain places we can't go where we once dwelled. And you and I discussed about this last week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ray. Ray? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Just listen give, to give me something. Give me something. I definitely agree with everybody was saying. Um, that's everything. You can't live in both worlds. I think going back, sometimes people look at that and they remind you of what you used to do in order to make them feel good sometimes and always remind you that, yeah, you came from here. Even though you got this, you got that, you're still one of us. And it's about the perspective. You may be up here, but in your eyes, they're always going to see you as my brother who was gangbanging with me. I'm not going to see you as a successful rapper. So once you start acting like you are that successful person, they can become jealous. They can become envious because then their perspective is, oh, now you think you're better than me. But really, mm-hmm. you're just old buddy from the block. So all of a sudden, you're thinking you're better than me all of a sudden. We came from the same place. And... People develop that jealousy, develop that envious, and they eat that. And it can kind of grow and grow and grow till one day something will happen, and they may do something, and it's the person you least expect because this is the person I still go back to the hood to see. Why would you do this to me? I wouldn't even expect it to come right. from you. Right. I when knew it was coming just not from you. you. Watch that tape. When you watch that tape, that, that brother and what's sad. He's in at least six pictures with Nipsey. That man has liked that brother from day one, the way he feels him. He never liked that. He, never, he was always jealous of that brother. And that's sad because it's always the ones 
that's closest to you that sometimes you sit you the most. Right. Right. Well, that is that is that is what hurts you. You know what I mean? But in the whole re- reminding me, you know, that's the reason why I I I can't go back per se because you're going to be reminding me of who I used to be. You don't know who I am. You don't know who I'm trying to exactly. be, who am I, I inspiring to be. You know what I mean? You know, yeah, we did our thing, but if that's all we can talk about, how how much have we really graduated? Because I think it's nope. biblical, you know, as a man thinking, so is he. So if you continue to think about this and if you continue to live or talk about this, those demons are slowly being shaken to reawaken. And now you find yourself right back doing the hood things that you were doing before. And if somebody have knocked you off your square. I'm back, everybody. I do apologize. Um, and while I was away, I got an alert uh, on my phone that said um, Magic Johnson is stepping away from being the president of the Lakers. And I think that goes along with a lot of what at least I've heard. Okay, why is it that you got to understand? Uh, well, everybody knows Magic is a very successful businessman. He was a very successful basketball player. But he tried to go back and fix the Lakers. Now, when he was playing, he could go back and fix them because he had control. But he tried to go back as president, and it just didn't work out. Even though he had pieces, uh, he still could not put the puzzle together. So I think that really shows us right there that sometimes, you know, you graduate from a place. And once you graduate from that place, you need to stay out. You know, now, if God sends some folk back in there, I think that's great. Nothing in the world wrong with that. But, uh, you know, we just got a, I mean, a, a perfect example, I think. I mean, what would, I, I think he really went back to try to fix it. He didn't need the money, in, in my opinion. I don't know what his bank account looks like, but it's probably got more zeros than I got. I'm sure of that. But, uh, you know, but he had to, he had to, um, he had to step away. He had to step out. He had to. He couldn't go back and fix it. So that was his hood, you know. And again, I don't know if Magic didn't realize, you know. Okay, God did anoint me to to fix uh, the team as long as I got the ball in my hands. But he didn't. And he anointed me to open up movie theaters and businesses. But he did not uh, ordain for me or gift me to be able to come back. And uh, this is not my area of expertise. And I need to leave that to the people. You know that do it. So, I think that's another perfect example, guys. I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion, and I, I respect that. Um, I respect the fact that Q says, you know, I'm not going back. I, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out because I don't want it to hinder my mind and, and and all of this. I got that. And for the folk that want to go back, hey, if God is with you, man, do your thing. But gotta make sure you prayed up and that you know what you're supposed to be doing. Don't do something out of sympathy. Don't do something uh, just because it, if something needs to be done, it may need to be done, but are you the one that have to do it? You may be hindering somebody else that would be compensated for it. Yeah, absolutely. Your intentions, your intentions, and his intentions were good. I just think that his actions weren't the best um, because exactly. 
you got you have everybody around you, and when you go back, other people think that you're better than them. You may not think that, you know, you may think I'm still the humble dude, the same dude from the hood or from the block or what have you. Other people are thinking. That's what a, that's what an issue come in. That's that's someone else's reality, and they're going to try to knock you off just because they think you're better. You know what I mean? Like we're going to knock the king down because he's the king, but nobody else have anything in play to continue to feed the castle. You know what I mean? I'm following. Break that down quick. Okay, so I'm gonna break it down the way I know how to break it down. Okay, so y'all just y'all just run with me. You know, if y'all don't I'm know these terms that I'm using, way. I know. But if y'all don't understand these terms, then just 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 smile and nod. If you if you knock down the boss, if you want without a plug and play, the flow of the product stops right there. So in order okay. for you to be the man, you got to have a connect and play. But the issue is Nipsey was the plug. He was the connect. Well, he was the plug to the connect, rather. So now that y'all got him out of the way, there's nothing else moving. So now you just put the hood in a destitute state because now we can't get nothing because the person that had it is no longer with us. Does that make sense? Yeah. That, you know I understand that. I, I know you do it, and I, and I hate that uh, it may be over the head of some <laughs> other people because they're not there no more. <laughs> they, they ain't there. Pastor, I don't know how you go transfer that into biblical terms or into to scripture, but I know if anybody can, you can. Look, man, <laughs> first of all, I, I, I kind of feel like you were throwing at me like, you know, he don't know what I'm talking about or whatever, whatever. No, but remember, my wife on the line, and she don't really know, so I ain't want to. There are a lot I got of still got, still got black lips and burn marks on their uh, pointer fingers, so don't you think for a second? Don't you think? I got some testimony now. There you go. You you see my now. You you didn't see me before I was pastor. You didn't you don't know that we're not gonna go there. I want you to think that I am who I am and I've always been this, you know. And it is what it is, man. That, you know, the the bottom line is this, man. To me, for me personally, uh, since God has delivered me, you know, I think it's a slap in his face for me to go back to try to return back to what I used to be. You know, because the bottom line is I feel mm. I feel like I got an obligation to help, but there's a way that I can help. It has to be strategic. It has to be, you know, uh pleasing in the eyesight of God. And I've got to make sure that they get the help that they really and truly need. I, I can't sit there and just my face makes the difference in the world. Sometimes my dollars make the difference, you know, and things like that. So we've got to be um Wise man, it's time for us to. The Bible says, "In all I get, and we got to get understanding." You know, understand that I've delivered you from this. I've brought you out of this. And when God would bring anybody out in the Bible, go check it out. He would say, "Listen." After he would um, 
uh, heal somebody, he would tell them nine times out of ten, don't go back to where you come from. And don't tell them what. He would always tell them that, go another way. The reason he told them that, okay, there was a blind man. And the Bible said that uh, there were people that brought him to God. He brought him to Jesus. And when they brought him to Jesus, uh, Jesus, you know, eventually healed the man, and he told him to go the other way. Well, my question was, why did you send him back to those same guys? Well, that might have been the jokers that had him blind to begin with. I mean, I don't don't know. Maybe they gave him some accused bad weed from back in the day, and it (laughs) messed up their minds. (laughs) Absolutely. But he told him, he said, don't go back that way. (laughs) Go in the opposite direction. And that's what we've got to learn to do, man. You're not being um, disrespectful by going on. Listen, I can do more for you the farther I go. The farther I go, the more information I gain, and the more resources I obtain, I can be a greater blessing to you. But like you said, now you've killed your resource now. You've killed you know, something that was really making a dent in the community. And will somebody else pick this up? I pray that they will, man, and uh, the work can continue. But, man, sometimes we don't realize. We let jealousy and anger and pride and lack and need and all these things get in the way of our common sense. So, again, the majority of the time, uh, the Lord would tell them, listen, now that I've done this for you, don't go back that way. That don't you go back over there? Because I'm telling you, if you go back over there, before you know it, you'll be doing the exact same thing. Right back in there. The exact same thing. I think. I think with that, you know, to kind of carry what you're saying, Pastor, it's it's one of those things where you 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 remove me, you've elevated me. Now the people that see me, the people that know me, I'm still doing the work. I'm still inspiring them without actually being down there dwelling with them. And I hate for it to sound like that because now it seems like I'm, you know, I'm on high, I'm on the top of the hill. But in actuality, if you see me in the position that I'm in, you know that there's a possibility. If your mind is, is your, if your heart is pure, if your, if your thoughts are pure, there's a possibility that you can get there as well. And the reason why I say if your heart and your mind is pure, as long as you don't have the hate in you, or that, 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 that jealousy, you can be next. You can be inspired to say, but well, damn, if, if Quick can do it, if, if Shea can do it, if Pastor and everybody can do it, why can't I? <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, you know, the, the thing is, Quick, is, you know, you kind of, you hit the hammer on the nail. It's, it's not, can you do it? It's, do you want to do it? Until you want something, it's always going to be a dream or a fantasy. You can talk about it. You can visualize it. But if you don't want it and want it in your heart sincerely, this is always going to be a conversation. I can, I can dig that. I can dig that. But the inspirations are there. So why take oh, out the inspiration? Why take, but why take out the inspiration? You know what I mean? Like, why why... I know that this can be done because this happened to partner. He in the same, he grew up, you know, the same way I did. So why am I going to check you out when I can go talk to you and maybe get the blueprint, learn something? I can't learn enough from these other jokers who, who've been here, who's still here. 
Well, I think Pastor agree, man. You know, Satan is strong right now, and he is getting stronger by the day, by the minute, and by the second. And you know, just like you know, you know they they killed Jesus. So what make you think they won't ki- wouldn't kill Nipsey? No, that's true. I mean, Jesus. Now, if you hadn't heard anything else, we should have heard that. Look, man, uh, they knocked Jesus off. They knocked Nipsey off. I mean, come on now. You you got to know there's a target on your back. But to piggyback on what he's saying, listen, y'all, and this may help us understand, at least from a spiritual standpoint, I do understand that there are a lot of, you know, there's just I mean, there's a lot to this whole thing, and, and again, I can't say it enough, man. My prayers go out to everybody that's affected by all of this because, again, I know some of his music, uh, but at the same time, I didn't know him personally. Uh, a lot of what was being said in some of the music, you know, in my mind, you know, I'm not going to say he was ordained by God to be a prophet. I'm not going to say that, but I will say this. The Bible says, a prophet is without honor in his own home. And what that means is the Bible said Jesus couldn't do many miracles in his hometown because the people didn't have the, the, the same respect and regard for him. And so he, 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 was, he was very limited in what he was able to do just because of familiarity. Oh, that's old Joseph's son. That's, that's that old carpenter. He, I played ball with that boy in the sixth grade. He, Ain't nothing to him, you know, just like that. And so maybe they saw Nipsey as the old Nipsey. They they saw they didn't see that Nipsey was there, not as a gang member, not as a member of the community, but as an asset to the community. Maybe they didn't see him and respect him as that. I don't know, but the Bible clearly says a prophet is without honor in his own hometown. If you ever want to catch, you know, uh, some problems go around people that you grew up with. You know, it's nice. just, that's just it's just something about it, man. It's just I don't know what it is. It's just something about it. And then you get the way you want to prove something it is. Both of y'all talking about that move you made in the eighth grade, and none of you can't make it no more. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm yeah. glad you, I'm glad you touched on I'm glad you guys touched on this because you know um. I've gotten back to reading my Bible, and I'm reading. I'm just finishing up Matthew, and I was all I was confused on, and it all makes sense now why Jesus will always heal people. The very thing he would next thing he would say is, "Don't go the other, go that way, and don't tell nobody." And I was confused, and I really didn't know who to ask in regards to that. Night, and I've really gotten clarification just from this conversation. Well, you know, it's funny. Because I had a uh, <clears throat> and and Shay, you you know, had a situation uh, at the shop where you know the devil came and 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 reared his actually oh, yeah, more his voice. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, and uh, it was it was a reminder, and and it was like 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 damn like you know you did this you ain't get it this way you got it this way you know and I'm like. Like damn, that's that was years ago, decade even, and we're still talking about this. Hell, I almost forgot until you reminded me. You know what I mean? But I know that yeah, God don't God cast it in the sea of forgetfulness. 
You know what I mean? So it's not, he ain't reminding me that there ain't nobody but the devil. The devil ain't going to let you forget. But, you know, but to piggyback on that, you know, and your wife probably said the same thing. You know, a lot of people probably didn't want to say it because just of your presence. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to bring it to you. What did I say to you when you let him back in? <laughs> You're like, I, it's not a good move. I wouldn't do it. And some other stuff. Yeah. Because he don't mean no good. That, that was. From from Jump Street, and I know I was your man, and, and you know, and our relationship was just budding and still growing. But you know, as a friend, and and the energy and everything, I was like, that's not that wasn't it's not a good move. You know, certain energies you yeah. just can't allow you. No matter how you grow up, you just can't let those energies back in your life. That's very that's very true. That's very true, and. Remember, that's just like the whole topic of conversation. Once you go back down there to the bottom, they're they're not gonna let you. They're not gonna remind you of where you are. Hey, you don't need to be down here. You're supposed to be up here doing this. You know, we need you up here. They gonna hold you down there. As as Ray said earlier, like that crab mentality. Misery loves company. You know what I mean? Oh, damn. So in our community, we're not promoting. We're not you know pushing you so that you can open the door so that, you know, we could come through. We're going to keep you down here and, and the hell with the door. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, I enjoyed this conversation. I'll definitely be back on here um, next Tuesday. I got to spend some time with the wife. I just got got here home from work and hopped on quick because I kept telling you I was going to um, – Hop on, man. I'll see y'all. I'll see you tomorrow, and I and I enjoy this, man. I'll definitely be on, on next week. All right, Shay. Thank you. All right, man. Pastor, here we go. Me and you, give it to me now. What what where we at now? Why why we why we doing this thing wrong, man? I think it boils down to to uh, pride and arrogance, self righteousness. You know, the, the, we want that feeling, you know, and listen to me, man. Um, maybe, I mean, I'm not blaming you for anything or me or whatever, but maybe maybe um, uh, because since we don't do weed and alcohol and all that stuff now, we're still looking for a high. And sometimes, man, to get that high, we go back around those same people and they see what we have and what we've become. And to hear them say, you the big baller, you the shot caller, you this, you this, that does something for us, man. And I I think that that side of it, we just got to understand, man, that what you've been, been delivered from, don't return to. But then on the other side, we've got to understand, okay, if you've been praying for help and, and, and you know, God will send you help, please understand, God sent Moses right back to where he came from, but he sent him to get the people, not to stay down there with the people. And that's that's a right. that's a whole different level of uh, deliverance right there. He said, "Moses, go and bring my people out. Tell Pharaoh to let my people go." So Moses went back to where he was raised, but Moses didn't stay there. Moses led him out of there. And so, you know, again, I understand and I respect. There's so many different um, opinions on this thing. And again, please, everybody, understand. You know, 
what I'm speaking from, and I'm speaking from a biblical and a personal perspective, and I, I understand why somebody would want to go back and make a change. It it hurts when you hear, um, you know, um, that where you come from is just falling apart. You do want to help, and I think we should help. Please understand that. But I think that we have to help in the right way. We have to do it in a way where our resources can do the most good. And we don't have to be there to, you know, to feed them soup as long as we're providing soup, you know. And, and, and you know, so that's just, that's just my, my, my perspective on it. And finally, you know, when Jesus did things, and that's my, that's my guy, that's my dude, that's where I get my example from. When he did things, I want you to understand sometimes when Jesus got ready to heal somebody, he would take them outside the city. He wouldn't just heal them right there. He was like, oh, I know why you jacked up. Let me take you outside the city and, you know, heal you here. It may have been against their city law. It may have been, I don't know, but he would do it outside the city. Another time he would go inside the, of someone's house that was very, very sick, um, and, and he would say, listen, okay, now that this person is that sick, I need everybody out the house. And what I'm going to do is now I'm going to heal her. Because you've got a lot of unbelievers out there. You've got a lot of haters out there. And he even put some of his own disciples out of the house and said, look, you get out. Now I can do what i got to do. And so, again, that's where I get my um, example from, guys. But, again, I don't I, – I am so proud of this brother for – I'm not going to say trying to make a difference. He made a difference. It mattered that he lived. You know, I'm not here to judge another man's life or anything, but I do want us all to, and I'm going to learn from it to say, you know, as bad as I want to go back and do it myself, it may not be meant for me to do. But if it is, I don't have a problem, you know, jumping in. But, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. I just, I, I see every side of this thing. All right, what you got? I I don't have anything else. Um, I think it, I think it's all been said. Well, there we go. So once you once you graduate, and I made this earlier, you know, me personally, I'm not going back to the elementary school from which I came. You know what I mean? What what purpose do I have there? I have no ties. I have no relations. There, you know what I mean. Like, I'm professional. Why am I going to sit in on a on a school that's not in our district? Or, you know, that just doesn't make sense to me. Once you once you are gone, <clears throat> it's best that you stay gone because the moment you go back, you are at risk of being a victim. And it's sad that it's that it has that it's that way, but it's that way for a reason, because those that's there will not allow you to forget that past. They will continue to remind you, and that's the issue. When someone keeps telling you, they keep, you know, um, penetrating your soul and shaking up those devils or demons inside of you. And like you said, you're gonna find yourself right back there. And this time, you may not escape.
all in all, once you graduate, stay graduated. <laughs> stay stay up there. That's all I have. So let's do this, Pastor. On that note, let's uh let's close up. Let's close this out in prayer, and let's add a, a prayer for for the family and everybody who was influenced and affected about by the loss of Nipsey, and not only Nipsey, but all the other greats who were trying to do to do better, whose intentions were good. No doubt, I got you. Lord, thank you so much for just the opportunity to uh, discuss you know, uh, what's going on. Um, first and foremost, God, it, it, the Bible teaches us that in everything to give thanks. And I want to thank you for the life of um, of Dip, Nipsey Hussle. Maybe he didn't live the way everybody wanted him to live. Maybe he didn't, you know, um, uh, attend my church or someone's church, but he lived a good life, Lord. And when I say lived a good life, he made a difference. And so I'm no, no right going to judge him. I'm going to say thank you for the difference that he made. And I know, God, that some of the seeds that he planted, they're still out there. Somebody, Lord, is going to be impacted to the point of saying, you know what? I can take his model and I can take it to the next level. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, that everything that he did, Lord God, that it really did touch uh, people. I pray for his family. I, I think I read that he had kids, Lord, and I pray that if that's the case, that his kids will be taken care of and will be reared in the right way. Uh, I pray for any and everybody that's impacted by this. I pray for the uh, ceremony that they're going to have. I pray, God, that it will be peaceful and that they'll understand, God, that we're celebrating, Lord, his life and not uh, mourning his death. While it was tragic, God, help us to understand that there's an appointed time for all of us to leave this earth and help us, God, to make sure that we value every single day. And then, Lord, for the ones that's on this line, they poured out of their soul tonight. They were honest. They were open. They laughed. I believe somebody may have been brought to tears. Some people may have gotten answers tonight. But either way, God, I pray that you'll strengthen everybody on here and help us to continue to reach out to try and make a difference with our, with our truth. Lord, we're not saying we're better than anybody. We're just telling you how we see it. And once you give people... Um, uh, uh, wisdom, uh, they can make a decision for themselves. Please, Lord, we just ask that you bless everybody now. Keep all the kids, all the, the tragedies that are going around. We pray for all of that, God. We know you got the power to handle it all. Thank you so much, God, for Q, Lord, Lord, the visionary of this line, and I pray that you'll keep he and his family strong and everybody else that played a role in it. We love you, Lord. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, that's our show tonight. We will resume, or I will talk to you guys same time next Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And thank you for joining us from the streets to the pulpit. That's all.